Hello, welcome to the Glastonbury Calling Podcast. Uh, cracking show lined up for you today. Uh, we have uh, a guest on Max Bar who talks about his uh, dream venue, what he would do with um, put um, his dream venue, um, and also focus on music on his stage at Glastonbury Calling, uh, which is the King Arthur one he runs. So we've got music from Mother Vulture, Miss Kill, Brave Ones. Uh, also from Shin Shin, Fangs of the Dodo, I Destroy, uh, a brand new track by Masker, uh, which is out tomorrow, and uh, Cosmic Ninja, that we're going to kick the show off. This is a track called Lies.
right uh we open the show up there with lies by cosmic ninja it's their latest single they've got another one coming out soon um and uh welcome to the podcast and uh we've got our usual gem here just our usual gem and we've got a special guest uh max Barter from rock against cancer uh fame uh how are you both doing I feel a bit like Derby County. Uh, yeah, special guest Max, and now I've been relegated to, I don't know, League One. Not looking good, Max, but welcome. You know, um, I just passed the crown over to you. How are you doing, Max? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. As a weekly listener, it's uh, it's an honour. It's an honour to join you. Um, I'm pretty tired, actually. I'm exhausted. I've had a, I've had a crazy week. I know Ian has as well with his... Uh, story coming up about the uh, the power cut Not, i can't wait to hear it yeah i know yeah no uh, well that's why we didn't do a podcast last week i just you know we were that we lost our power over here for five days so it was absolutely bonkers really you know we kept telling getting told it was going to be back on we even went away to our parents down at weymouth and we were going to stay there a couple of days got told the power was back on got back home and it wasn't so we had to sit in the cold and dark again so um you know uh we, we felt like we we're in the sort of medieval ages uh but that was after that storm it was the one time i got to the podcast really really early i logged on on monday for this special glastonbury calling podcast I was waiting and waiting i thought he's not turned up you know what's going on here and then I went through my emails and found out 48 hours he, he saw. Well, he said he sent the e- email, but he couldn't have done because he had no power. So I was actually on time for it. Oh, that's what you say. <laughs> that's what you say. You were probably, you probably turned up like three days late, knowing you. This one was three days earlier, I was telling you. And uh, yeah, no, I was hearing all. I saw this message from Ian saying that he's had no power. And I was just thinking about you know, maybe we should have sent you some food parcels and some takeaways and some um, idols, uh, pre-recordings that we could have sent you to keep you yeah. happy. Yeah, true, true. Max has had an exciting week. He's, he's given birth to a puppy. Oh, yeah, it's been a bit crazy, really. So, yeah, on Saturday, basically, we very last minute decided to foster a puppy that was travelling from Ukraine over to the UK um, for a charity called Poor Help Rescue and Adopt. And um, basically on the Sunday, we picked up this puppy from Oxford and it was about half 10 at night when we picked this puppy up. There was loads of other people and uh, they were like queuing up, getting their dogs from the the van that had been traveling um, uh, to the UK that day. And uh, yeah, we... So since Saturday, uh, since Sunday, sorry, we've had a, a puppy, um, a, new, a new member of the household. Um, at the moment, just fostering, but uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. She's lovely. We don't even know the breed, though. That's the, the strange thing. Um, we took her to the vets uh, yesterday to just do a little health checkup because she's had all the jabs and everything. But um, not even the vet could tell me what the breed of the dog was. Oh, wow. So what's the, what's the Ukrainian word for walkies? <laughs> I'll have to get back to you on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah you've got a bit of a language barrier, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure I'm sure the puppy's very grateful to be be with you. Have you given a foster name to the Ukrainian puppy? A foster name? Um, well, the original name was Cha-Cha. Um, 
we've kind of changed it now to Mika. Not Mila, sorry, Mila. Mila. <laughs> you say Mika, but obviously it's a girl. Um, yeah, she's lovely, and she seems to respond to the name now. So we've had her for three days now. So yeah. Um, so so you're fostering. So that means at some point you're expected to give up your puppy. I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure I'll be able to do it if I'm honest. Um, I get too attached, and she's lovely and quite the quite well toilet trained as well. So. Hopefully we can keep her. It's just if she gets along with her other dog. Well, that's uh, that's a relief. I'm glad one of us four is toilet trained. So we need to we need to get some lessons from your puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's brilliant and it's a great thing to do. And uh, you know, hope hopefully, you know, it'd be sad for you, but hopefully there will be a time. You know, if it does go back to its owner, uh, they'll be so grateful. Um, for the way you've looked after it, if if that does happen, and if it doesn't, you know we, we know you you'll really sort of like care and look after the dog anyway. Oh yeah, yes, she'll be very much love staying here. Uh, and Max, you're going to love this. I got this is actually happened today. I got an email from uh, a guy in Canada, music wise, saying uh, aware of the situation that's going on there, and said, "Do I want any music from Ukraine?" Well, I'm going to have to get some so your dog feels at home. So next week's podcast, I'll try and get some music in and maybe I can introduce a few of the, the acts, which will be unknown to me at the moment. So we'll get some Ukrainian music for your puppy. So we're going to have to work out what the Ukrainian is for how much is that puppy in the window. <laughs> Talking of Ukrainian uh, bands, um, there's a, a tour I was meant to be booking uh, for the UK. The band was called 1914 and they've had to sadly cancel their tour and I had them booked for a date um, in a couple of months and uh, yeah obviously they've just been today they've cancelled their tour um, with everything going on over there so that was for my Southwest Heavy Fest event um, but it's, it's all out official on Facebook now so I'm allowed to announce that it's been cancelled. Um, my event will still go ahead but just that headliner will not be playing. But yeah, it's atrocious, really, what's going on at the moment. No, no, it's 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 really sad. It's really sad. Um, but uh, but um, back to uh, what we got to at the weekend. Did you go to any gigs, Max? I did. Yes, um, I went to the Fleece on Wednesday last week and saw a band called Rolo Tomasi. Have you guys ever heard of them? No. Oh, okay, they're from Sheffield. They've been going around for probably about fifteen years now. Um, they're like they're, they're like an experimental rock band, but they've got quite heavy vocals. So it's um, a brother and sister that uh, do the vocals and um, the brother does the keyboards and the backing vocals. And the sister is just the main front woman. And she's crazy. Like she's got the voice of an angel. And then she starts like doing all these like grindcore vocals and <laughs> She's like dancing on stage. It's amazing. And they pretty much sold out the fleece. Uh, I've seen them a few times, but they're always really good to watch. Um, yeah. If you haven't heard of them, I, I do recommend checking them out, actually. Oh, wow. I, I went to see our good friend's last one home, uh, Danny Arthur, which was good fun. Uh, yeah, re really good fun, good set. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good night there, actually. So uh, really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, typical, really good fun, last one home performance. I did see a, a very sneaky picture of you working behind the bar. You have to tell us about that. Oh, yeah, I got collared. Uh, I just helped. Well, I opened my big mouth because um, 
Gemma, who's the bar manager there, was going, was saying, oh, we're really short of staff and, uh, you know, no one to cover it. And I said, oh, I'll come and help, just sort of joking. She said, come on then. <laughs> so she dragged me behind the bar and I had to serve a couple of drinks, uh, which was um, a long time since I'd been behind the bar at the Arthur. I think about 18 years, I think, something like that. So, uh, yeah. And uh, worst thing was like all the, the tills computerized now, so I couldn't see a thing. I didn't have any classes, which wasn't a help. Um, yeah, so so there was lo- there, there were loads of visitors wanting pints pints of beer, and uh, Ian's been knocking it out as pints of water. So it was all all the beers were on Ian that night, and he was the last one home. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was. All right. Anyway, we're going to get on and. Um, play a first track this is a brand new track by uh masca who are um well basically uh half of sir and um we're really lucky to have them play i'm really looking forward to having them play glass recording this track is out tomorrow friday if you're listening to the podcast on thursday and it's called unsure
Okay, another track there from a, a band playing at the King Arthur, um, uh, Glass Recording. They're both playing the Saturday, actually, Massacre and I Destroy. Um, uh, that was Petting Zoo. And, uh, yeah, one, one of the reasons we asked you on the show, Max, uh, we were going to ask you your, your dream venue. Um, you know, so um, we've, I've got a few questions lined up uh, here. So uh, uh, what are your favourite venues and uh, why? Oh, favourite venues. Um, well, I'll have to limit myself to the UK here because I've not actually been to a venue abroad. Um, oh, I quite like the small local ones, you know, places like uh, the Cobblestones in Bridgewater, um, the King Arthur in Glastonbury. I think they're two of my favourite venues. Um, I really like the SWX in Bristol as well. That's probably probably my favourite in Bristol. Uh it's just got a good, like, you know, when you can see the stage and it doesn't matter where you're stood in the venue, you can hear and see everything brilliant. And I like that. I'll tell you what a venue I, I dislike is uh, the O2 Academy in Bristol. When you yeah. go to a sold out show there and just getting a place is so difficult. Um, and you're just crammed in like sardines. Oh, there's so yeah, many good, but it's, it's always a pain. 
I agree with you. It's really frustrating in the O2. It's really sort of tight venue. Whereas the F, when the SWX, like you say, when it's packed, no matter where you stand, you get a reasonable view of the van. Yeah, and uh, same with like the bar in the SWX. You can go to the bar and you can still, you don't miss anything. Whereas yeah. um, if you do that in the O2, you go to the bar, you're going to lose your place as well. Um, and half the time they don't have the upstairs, maybe the gigs I'm going to just aren't half that busy, but half the time they don't have the upstairs open. Anyway, sorry, I've gone on a venture, I've gone on a bit of a venture about my least favourite venue there. But yeah, favourite venues, um, I, like, I like the small venues. So yeah, Cobblestones, King Arthur, probably my two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, uh, if you were to have a venue, this, by the sounds of what you were saying, I'm assuming you'd like a not too big a venue, sort of probably about 400 capacity. Would that be about right? Yeah, I think um, I think that's a good capacity for the kind of um, underground bands that I normally go and see. Uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd aim for something as well with a bit of a courtyard in. So somewhere you can go without leaving the venue to have a drink or chill in between the bands. Um, again, places like King Arthur and the Cobblestones that both have those. So you can just take yourself away from being inside the room and chilling with friends and having drinks. Yeah, good. Well, well, do you, do, is that the sort of way you look at venues, Jim? Yeah, I'm very similar to Max. Actually, I think we're all the same. I, I you know, I got to. I actually like the O2 Academy in Bristol only because they just get such great acts. Uh, but I do remember seeing Frank Turner there it was absolutely packed out. But there was a really good atmosphere that kind of rides with it. You know, certainly everyone was sort of really moving, and you kind of swayed with the audience a bit like that time you took me to Idols Ian. Uh, and I saw Black Rebel Motorcycle Club at uh, the O2 many years back. And that particular night was really, really poor sound. And so I find the sound pretty hit and miss there. My yeah. venues are different, though. I think I've always been a huge fan of Thekler in Bristol. Having a gig on a boat is really appealing, especially in the summer. And you can be on deck and have yeah. a few drinks. So for me, I think that's my favourite venue. Uh, I'm with you, Max. King Arthur is the reason why I moved for a while to Glastonbury and... Uh, I think the King Arthur's got a lovely atmosphere. It's a really good music pub. So I get that. But I'm also warming to that there's three places. So um, I went to a gig last Sunday at the David Hall in South Petherton. It's a small converted church. I love St. George's in Bristol. It is a converted church. And I love the Union a chapel in London. It's a converted church. And the reason for it is that you can hear really great music unamplified and you've got amazing views as well it kind of feels quite spiritual so i don't reckon you're going to get a rock band at those places max but for me they're my favorite venues talking of uh, venues and churches i think it was about 2018 i went to the arctangent festival warm-up in bristol and it was between the fleece and another venue and this other venue is the church. so this you go in this church they're selling the cans of lager on the door and you, you have to sit in there and they were playing. I'm pretty sure there were some like, like heavy rock bands in there and they had uh, a lot of uh, like piano based artists in there as well. But it was just the strangest feeling like listening to this kind of music in a church. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, you're saying about getting cans of beer. What's your favorite drinks you would 
like to insures in the venue. I know you'd like to have a lot of drinks for everyone to drink, uh, what sort of type they like. But what 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 do you like if you go in a venue? What do you like to see behind the bar? Oh yeah, I wouldn't discriminate against any any drinks of any kind really. If people can have whatever they want, I've got a lot of friends that don't actually drink alcohol and they stick to all yeah. the soft drinks. So I'd probably uh, I'd probably ensure that we have a, a good range of soft drinks. Uh, my I myself I quite like ales. So as long as there's a lot of like unique ales around, I quite like the local ones and just take a bit of a gamble on on what to have on tap. Um, um, I probably ban cider. <laughs> I've never really been into cider actually not since I was uh, a teenager um, an adult teenager um, but um, yeah I'd stick to ales and some lagers I, I quite like gin as well actually I'd have some gin in there I think gin's in the last like five six years it's got really popular I don't know if you guys have noticed that yeah I know that and and they were saying that the, the next drink now that's gaining popularity is uh, tequila because um, and it's not the not back tequila; it's the sipping type tequila as well. So, and and uh, that's starting to uh, create a movement now. That takes but, me back to my college days. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not on about tequila slammers. I'm on about like you know uh, ones like whiskey and rum that you oh. sort of drink quite really. You know, it's got a take, but those those are starting to to come in now. Um, but yeah, I mean, drinks behind the bar, uh, had a really good, um, non-alcoholic one, uh, you were saying the other day, uh, from Bristol beer factory called clear head. And that was really good. And that's handy. Uh, if you're driving to have something like that behind the bar, um, especially if people are traveling to the venue as well. I like the idea of, uh, local, local, uh, beers and wines or whatever it is. I don't, I, I think cider is great in the West Country. I don't drink a lot of it. I do like drinking it in, on, in summer. Uh, I can't stand, and this is my thing, uh, sort of, should we say, international lagers away from Europe. I, I, I'm not getting this really fizzy stuff. Maybe on a hot night, don't like lagers, wouldn't want it in a, in a bar, and I want to see local beers. I love the milk stout, and I love the Bristol Beer Factory. So, yeah, local local ales for me is what I want to see. And very few of the major venues actually stock it, so there should be a change there. We need to get a camera onto it. Yeah. My taste of alcohol is just all over the place at the moment. The last 10 years, I've gone from solely drinking uh, lager to then getting on the Guinness and then just exploring all the ales in the last like four years. Um, wine is another one. I keep, I keep going back to wine and I don't know if I enjoy it or not, but I think it's an acquired taste and uh, I think definitely one day I'll get onto the wine. Cool. Well, that's good. on the drinks. And then what would you like your venue to look like? Oh, would it be uh, all black? <laughs> just like the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm not really sure, but I'm, I'm not really sure about the outside because I don't think it really matters, really. It's more about the inside. So I'd say, like, again, going back to, like, the SWX, as long as you can, as long as the stage is viewable from almost every position and the toilets aren't up a load of stairs because that's the worst thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not really bothered about the interior design of it. Really. What I do like is uh, when you go into places like the Fleece and they've got all their posters on the wall 
of all the shows, all the bands they brought in over the years. They've got some crazy posters in there. Like, I think I've seen like Muse and Stereophonics posters in there. Yeah. Um, so I really like that. I think King Arthur might be doing something like that as well uh, with their new design. So I definitely, if I had my own venue, I'd definitely incorporate that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're, get, we're, we're concentrating a lot, a lot playing tracks now uh, from acts that are playing the venue you manage at Glass Recording, which is uh, the King Arthur. So we're going to play a track by one of the bands that you booked. Uh, this is uh, Fangs of the Dodo, and uh, it's a track called Hung by a Thread.
okay, that was uh, Sway by Shun Shun, and uh, um, they've been uh, getting some radio play of late, and uh, they've they've also been asking uh, people to suggest tracks uh, for them to send into the radio. So if you go on their Facebook page, uh, well worth checking that out if you've listened to the album and you want to suggest uh, some tracks to play. Anyway, we're back with uh, Max's Dream Venue. Um, uh, what sort of area would you, is it a town or city venue? Because like, um, you know, the, the, the venues you, you know, you book gigs at tend to be in towns. Yeah, I think I'd like to stick to a town. I think both have their pros and cons, but I think there's something a bit quite unique about doing it in a town as opposed to a city. Um, so I'd probably go for somewhere like Taunton or Yeovil. So I'm from Taunton and I started going to the gigs in Taunton. That's how I got into promoting. Um, and now, sadly, there isn't really any alternative rock or metal in Taunton anymore. Um, I, I would also possibly do it in Yeovil. I think Yeovil could do a new venue um, since the, uh, oh, what was it called? It changes name to the Quicksilver. Um, what was that venue called? Oh, the Orange Box? The Orange Box, yeah. So when I was in college, that was like our go-to venue for every gig. I was there almost every weekend. Um, and sadly, that music scene is pretty much fizzled out. There's nothing there. So I think, um, yeah, if I was to do this, it would be Taunton or Yeovil. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm going to be there for you, Max, because uh, I've been sort of go wandering around. You'll see me sometimes on the streets of Yeovil, popping in to see Rob at the HMV store there talking music. And he's totally into the local music scene. I dropped some Glastonbury calling leaflets off. They were really interesting to see, to see that. I had a bit of a chat. And they're putting on local bands. They're putting on gigs in, in their uh, music store. Uh, and I'm hearing there is actually a me metal scene that's kind of up and up and going, really. So I would say watch the space. They, there is a very cool music scene in Yeovil, and I'm going to try and research it for all of us, including me. That'd be brilliant, yeah, if it came back. Now, there are a couple of promoters that came around and they, they tried to bring it back, but I think there was something about um, the Orange Box that just drew people to it. Um, it had, like, that family, like places like Cobblestones and King Arthur have now, where people just go there anyway, and it doesn't really matter what's on, they'll just attend. And it's, it's a real shame, actually, that that venue doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, there is one of the pubs in Yeovil that does put a lot of rock gigs on anyway, isn't there? On the oh, uh, on the roundabout, quite close to the roundabout. I can't think what it's called now. Uh, but I know you're, I think your friend's Brave Ones have played there. Oh, oh, that's the railway. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they do gigs anymore, actually. Okay. Um, my friend Charlie, he used to promote there, but he's, um, he's not doing it anymore because I think he's looking to move. So he's just kind of quietened down on the promoting side of it. But yeah, they had a good thing going on there. It was quite a small venue. Um, yeah, again, it's a shame. It just needs, it needed, it needed a venue like that, really. Yeah. And would you like target a metal crowd? Is that your, oh, your, yeah? I'd be open to everything. I love everything from pop to old school hip hop to death metal. I love it all. I could, I could just have everything there. So what 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 acts would you love to book in your your uh, small venue? I'd probably do a similar thing to what I do now with uh, my Rock Against Cancer events and my Southwest Heavy Fest events. So I'd probably book um, just a good mixture. Really. I think if you just book 
diverse lineups there's something for everyone and there's no excuse for someone to not come so i just i'd keep that i think so i i, I was going to say so what wouldn't you allow so w w wouldn't you allow sort of bands with names that you can actually read <laughs> is that one of the that was coming yeah. <laughs> um no i'd let everyone i'll tell you what i would ban um i, I kind of mentioned it earlier but the stairs to the toilets where it's like a real yeah. mission to get to the toilets um i'm talking about no discrimination to these venues but venues like the griffin in bristol you, to get to that venue you have to go up a load of stairs and it's practically in a loft in a pub it's brilliant but it's uh it's a bit of an effort to get that the, the toilets for that one are actually downstairs in the basement and uh i'd also ban um poles in the center of the room that might restrict some of the oh, like at a fleece well i wasn't going to name any venues but yeah yes yeah, just so you, you can see the whole of the stage and um also venues that um where you have a when you go to queue up and then you miss the opening act but it's not like your fault you're there on time but for some reason the doors aren't open but the, you can hear the opening act playing and a lot of the gigs i go to sometimes i just go for the opening act like they're the band i want to see the most um, and I'm missing them because I'm in the queue still. So I definitely ban that. I would make sure the venue starts, the gig starts when, you know. Yeah, they say it's going to start. Yeah. yeah. At least the majority of people are in. Cool, cool. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's sounding a really, really exciting <laughs> venue, isn't it? So, uh, you know, it's a good dream venue to have. I wouldn't know what to call it. Well, that's it. It needs a name, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I'm starting. All, all I can think is Maxwell's hammer. There you go. I'll throw that to starters. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, you just uh, give it a name that you can't read, and then you know that that'd work out. You could make anything up. Just just have a well, like Prince used to be called, and it was just a symbol. So you could just have a symbol as the name of a venue. Then you wouldn't have to commit yourself to a name. <laughs> Or you could name it after your dog, your foster dog, Mealy. <laughs> Mila. <laughs> yeah, right. Mila, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Mealy's Metalheads. Yeah. That'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could go for that. Okay, Mila and the Wagging Tails. Sorry, throwing that one in. Yeah. Well, we're going to play a, another act playing your stage. Uh, this is uh, your good mates, Brave Ones and Afflicted. Open, tell me what's inside 
like the things I say to you, but I can't help the meaning of them. But it's hard because you're different aging. I just can't resist everything about you. Yeah, I know finding strange, but I can't get you out of my mind. Oh, yeah, I know finding strange, but I can't get you out of my mind. And I know you see me as some sort of girl age 15 and that is all but I just can't seem to get you out of my Can you at least let me keep on dreaming? Okay, bit of Miss Kill there as well, uh, being a girl. Um, yeah, that was a really good fun sort of finding out about your uh, uh, dream venue, Max. And um, yeah, there's uh, one or two gigs on this weekend. Uh, Edward uh, Leach's Funk and Soul Night. Uh, which is at the Red Brick Building. Um, that's going to be quite good. Uh, that's on Friday. 
Uh, Saturday, Imprints and Jolly Roger are playing the exchange at Bristol. Uh, there's the Pilton stage uh, where people are competing uh, to play at uh, Glastonbury Festival. Uh, that's in Pilton Workingmen's Club. I know Bob Galley's playing there. Uh, Pat and Pusher on at Brit Bar at Western Supermare. And um, in the King Arthur at Glastonbury, um, a bit of um, bluesy country uh, with Vincent Flats uh, playing there. So uh, a few gigs on and uh, events this weekend. Are, are any of you up to anything this weekend? What are you up to, Jim? Have you got any gigs this week, Jim? Because I haven't got any this week. So, yeah, I'm going to see uh, this band that I've been trying to get at Glastonbury calling Cut Capers. Uh, yeah. And uh, re really, really excited by them. They've got a new album coming out in the spring. So they are promising or to uh, play some new tracks from that album. Really exciting live. They're a great bunch of people, Bristol band. Uh, they're taking off, really. I've just got high hopes for them. So, yeah, it's going to be a really good night. It'll be quite nice for me to go away from folk and into movement dance music yeah that's me i do have a couple gigs next week i'll be attending so next wednesday i'll be at the fleece seeing um an american band called lorna shaw who i'm really excited to see they're they're very heavy but they've got um a lot of hype about them at the moment at the moment they were playing the exchange and they sold it out within a couple of weeks and then it upgraded to the fleece and it sold out within a few days so i managed to get a ticket for that and then the following Saturday, I'll be seeing Funeral for a Friend at the O2 Academy. It's one of their comeback shows. I don't yeah. know if you guys are familiar with Funeral for a Friend. They're a Welsh yeah. rock band. Yeah. I think I've yeah. seen them. Yeah. Yeah, they've, been, they've played everything. They've played, like, pop festivals and everything. And, you know, um, they've played Download Festival loads of times. They're really, they're really good. I'm just glad they're back. So I've got a ticket for that as well. Not looking very good, though, Max, you know, given what you've been talking about, your ideal venue and which venues you don't like. So as soon as they find out about what you've said about them, you're going to be barred. They're going to ban you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, did, did I see that band, Lorna? Who's supporting them on Wednesday? Did I see a local band? Who was? Um, no, I, I don't um, think it is. But I think they've got some bands from the Netherlands. To play. OK. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but um, I think one of them is called Distant. Um, I've seen them before, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't think there's a local band. I think it's just a three-band lineup. Yeah, well, we're 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 going to a, a theatre again on Saturday, so oh, this is like uh, uh, welcome to the cheap seats, twelve pound a seat to go <laughs> to the theatre uh, in, in the old Vic. So we're off to see a play called Wonder Boy about um, a guy, a, a, a young lad who's twelve. And in his imagination, he creates a superhero to help him with his stammer. So, um, well, I'll let you know a bit more about that next week. It's sounding good. You're getting um, quite a taste for those, uh, for those plays, aren't you? The well, no, yeah, well, it's only because, like, I booked that one and I got, I saw these special offers come up. Uh, so, like, I just thought, well, we'll, we'll go. It's, uh, it's uh, re really, really cheap. And then when you're in Bristol, you know, you can, when that's done, you can just go out and see what else is going on, really. So it's a good place to be. So, um, yeah, so uh, really, really looking forward to the weekend. Uh, right, anyway, we better wind up because uh, we want to keep the show at a certain time. And hopefully you'll come back on with us sometime. Uh, Max, really enjoyed it. And Yeah, uh, yeah uh, maybe, maybe, you know, it's better to hear from you than Jem. 
you know, really. Well, you're the special guest, Max, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I'm still in the Football League. I've not yet gone out into the uh, uh, National League yet, but I reckon I'm going to get relegated end of the season. So you're going to get promoted, Max. Well done. You know, you need fresh, fresh, fresh blood, you know, but you're not going to get into the Yota Academy. From what you said, you're going to have to send in a letter of apology, pay your apparitions. Yeah. No, just mine. Yeah, the, uh, well, yeah, the, the O2 Academy. Yeah, what well, we're saying that um, about SWX, the, some of these venues aren't the best with drinks, are they? Really, you know, like say getting beer, lot lot poor beer in them. Hopefully, they'll address that when they reopen the SWX anyway. So, yeah, hopefully they can support um, some more local breweries. That would be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, we'll say goodbye, and uh, we're going to finish up with. Um, the headliner on your night that you booked uh, at Glastonbury Calling Max. Uh, this is Mother Vulture and uh, Rabbit Hole. You are. 